Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you for so many blessings you've given us this day. And now the awesome opportunity once again to get back into your word. Help us now as we do that. So we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z in the word judgment, if you will turn to Second Samuel. And here we see a mention of the king being given the appointment of being a judge and having judgment over the people. In Second Samuel chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. And it came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and fifty men to run before him. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man that had a controversy came to the king for judgment, then Absalom called unto him and said, Of what city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is of one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said unto him, See, thy matters are good and right, but there is no man deputy of the king to hear thee. Absalom said, Moreover, O oh, that I were made judge in the land, that every man which hath any suit of cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice. And it was so when that when any man came nigh to him to do him obsience, he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. And on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. This is when Absalom was trying to wiggle his way in to boot David out as king and set himself up as king and called the, the division and a lot of chaos there. But we won't get into that. This is speaking of judgment here and how they were coming to actually David to receive that judgment, but Absalom was sort of standing in the way there and trying to create a coup, you might say. All right, now go to First Kings, and we see here King Solomon. When Solomon, the son of David, became king of Israel. And in First Kings chapter 3, let's go ahead and pick it right up from the beginning here. We see where the Lord has blessed Solomon with wisdom and the authority to be king and to be a judge. In First Kings chapter 3, reason Solomon made affinity with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city of David until he had made an end of building his own house and the house of the Lord and the wall of Jerusalem round about. Only the people sacrificed in high places because there was no house built unto the name of the Lord until those days. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father. Only he sacrificed and burned incense in high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David my father great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee, and thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. 
speaking of himself, that is. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And if thou wilt walk in the, my ways, to keep my statutes and my commandments, as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And he came to Jerusalem, and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, and offered up burnt offerings, and offered peace offerings, and made a feast to all his servants. Then came there two women that were harlots unto the king, and stood before him, and the one woman said, O my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered that this woman was delivered also. And we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. And this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it or laid on top of it. And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while thine handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning, I give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son, and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. Then said the king, The one saith, This is my son that liveth, and thy son is the dead. And the other saith, Nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the the living. And the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one, and half to the other. Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, O oh, my lord, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine 
nor thine, but divide it. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. So that's what the judgment was all about. Fair and truthful justice being implemented, being handed out and delivered. And King Solomon was given the wisdom to be able to discern what was correct and what was truthful to perform his duties as a judge and do it in the right way. All right, now turn on over to Ezra. Now we know Ezra and Nehemiah are the last two, chronologically speaking, books of the history of the children of Israel right before reestablishing Jerusalem as a nation once again. Artaxerxes and Darius and had given permission for the children of Israel to depart from the captivity in Babylon and return once again to Jerusalem to reestablish themselves as a nation. And in Ezra chapter 7, verse 11, we can see here through some more verses concerning the word judgment. Let's pick it up here in Ezra chapter 7 and verse 11. Now this is the copy of the letter that the king Artaxerxes gave unto Ezra the priest, the scribe, even a scribe of the words of the commandments of the Lord and of his statutes to Israel. Artaxerxes, king of kings unto Ezra the priest, a scribe of the law of the God of heaven, perfect peace and at such a time. I make a decree that all they of the people of Israel and of his priests and Levites in my realm, which are minded of their own free will to go up to Jerusalem, go with thee. For as much as thou art sent of the king and of his seven counselors, I inquire concerning Judah and Jerusalem according to the law of thy God, which is in thine hand and to carry the silver and the gold which the king and his counselors have freely offered unto the God of Israel, whose habitation is in Jerusalem. And all the silver and gold that thou canst find in all the province of Babylon, with the free will offering of the people and of the priest, offering willingly for the house of their God which is in Jerusalem, that thou mayest buy speedily with this money, bullocks, rams, lambs, and their meat offerings, and their drink offerings, and offer them upon the altar of the house of your God, which is in Jerusalem. And whatsoever shall seem good to thee and to thy brethren, to do with the rest of the silver and the gold that do after the will of your God. The vessels also that are given thee for the service of the house of thy God, those deliver thou before the God of Jerusalem. And whatsoever more shall be needful for the house of thy God, which thou shalt have occasion to bestow, bestow it out of the king's treasure house. And I, even I, Artaxerxes king, do make a decree to all the treasures which are beyond the river that 
whatsoever Ezra the priest, the scribe of the law of the God of heaven, shall require of you, it be done speedily. Unto an hundred talents of silver, and to an hundred measures of wheat, and to an hundred baths of wine, and to an hundred baths of oil, and salt without prescribing how much, whatsoever is commanded by the God of heaven, let it be diligently done for the house of the God of heaven, for why should there be wrath against the realm of the king and his sons? Also we certify you that touching any of the priests and the Levite singers, potters, nithiums, or ministers of this house of God, it shall not be lawful to impose toll, tribute, or custom upon them. And thou, Ezra, after the wisdom of thy God that is in thine hand, set magistrates and judges, which may judge all the people that are beyond the river, all such as know the laws of thy God, and teach ye them that know them not. And whosoever will not do the law of thy God and the law of the king, let judgment be executed speedily upon him, whether it be unto death or to banishment or to confiscation of goods or to imprisonment. So we see the establishment of Jerusalem, or I should say the reestablishment of Jerusalem as a civilized community, organized with magistrates and judges, and justice being handed out. Because that's the key part there in verse 25, where it says, And thou, Ezra, after the wisdom of thy God that is in thine hand, set magistrates and judges, which may judge all the people that are beyond the river, all such as know the laws of thy God, and teach ye them that know them not. And then to hand out judgment in the form of evaluation and the condemnation, holding people accountable, which is the basis of having a civilized organization, a civilized community, a nation. Verse 26, he points that out clearly, And whosoever will not do the law of thy God and the law of the king, let judgment be executed speedily upon him, whether it be unto death or to banishment or to confiscation of goods or to imprisonment. Wouldn't it be awesome if this country would go back to such civilization as that to truly hand out such justice to those that have committed crimes? But way too often they get away with it. They get a little slap on the wrist and released right back out to do more crimes. But to have a civilization, a proper God-glorifying civilization, there must be proper judgment and justice to prevail over. All right, now if you will, turn to Nehemiah. Nehemiah, along with Ezra here, is speaking of returning back and establishing Jerusalem as a nation once again after the 70 years of being occupied in Babylon. And we can pick it up here in chapter 9, once again emphasizing the importance of organized society and civilization to be able to have uh, 
a peaceful community in Nehemiah chapter 9. Now in the 20 and fourth day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting and with sackcloth and earth upon them. And the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers and stood and, and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. And they stood up in their place and read in the book of the law of the Lord their God one fourth part of the day and other fourth part they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. Then stood up upon the stairs of the Levites, Joshua and Bani, Kadmiel, Shebaniah, Bani, Sherebiah, Baanai, and Kaani, and cried with a loud voice unto the Lord their God. The Levites, Joshua, and Kadmiel, Benai, Hashabniah, Sherebiah, Hodijah, Shebaniah, and Pethahiah said, Stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever, and bless, blessed be thy glorious name, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. Thou, even thou, art Lord alone. Thou hast made heaven the heaven of heavens with all their host, the earth and all things that are therein, the seas and all that is therein, and thou preservest them all. And the host of heaven worshipeth thee. Thou art the Lord, the God, who dost choose Abram, and broughtest him forth out of Ur of the Chaldees, and gavest him the name of Abraham." and foundest his heart faithful before thee, and madest a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Jebusites, and the Gerkesites, to give it, I say, to his seed, and hast performed thy words, for thou art righteous. And dost see the affliction of our fathers in Egypt, and heardest their cry by the Red Sea, and showedest signs and wonders upon Pharaoh, and on all his servants, and on all the people of his land. For thou knewest that, thou, that they dwelt proudly against them. So didst thou get them a name as it is this day, and thou didst divide the sea before them so that they went through the midst of the sea on the dry land, and their persecutors thou threwest into the deeps as a stone into the mighty waters. Moreover, thou leddest them in the day by a cloudy pillar, and in the night by a pillar of fire, to give them light in the way wherein they should go. Thou camest down also upon Mount Sinai, and spakest with them from heaven, and gavest them right judgments and true laws, good statutes and commandments. This is a bit of history that they're looking at. They're going in, they're reestablishing Jerusalem as a nation and taking count or account of their past, acknowledging their past, acknowledging the judgments that have been given to them by the Lord on Mount Sinai. As it continues, and makest known unto them the holy Sabbath and commandments, them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses thy servant, and gavest them bread from heaven for their hunger, and broughtest forth water for them out of the rock of their thirst, and promised them that they should go in to possess the land 
which thou hast sworn to give them. And they and our fathers dealt proudly and hardened their necks and hearkened not to thy commandments and refused to obey, neither were mindful of thy wonders that thou didst among them, but hardened their necks and in their rebellion appointed a captain to return to their bondage, but thou art a God ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and forsook them not. Yea, when they had made them a molten calf, and said, This is thy God that brought thee up out of Egypt, and had wrought great provocations, yet thou in thy manifold mercies forsook them not in the wilderness. The pillar of the cloud departed not from them by day to lead them in the way, neither the pillar of fire by night to show them light and the way wherein they should go. Thou gavest also thy good spirit to instruct them, and withheldest not thy manna from their mouth, and gavest them water to their thirst." Yea, forty years didst thou sustain them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing. Their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. Moreover, thou gavest them kingdoms and nations, and didst divide them into corners, so they possessed the land of Sehan, and the land of the king of Heshbon, and the land of Og, king of Bashan. Their children also multiplied Thou as the stars of heaven, and broughtest them into the land concerning which thou hast promised to their fathers that they should go in to possess it. So the children went in and possessed the land, and thou subduest before them the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, and gavest them into their hands with their kings and the people of the land that they might do with them as they would. And they took strong cities and a fat land and possessed houses full of all goods, wells digged, vineyards and olive yards, and fruit trees in abundance. So they did eat and were filled and became fat and delighted themselves in thy great goodness. Pointing out here all the mercy and the grace and the blessings that were being poured upon the children of Israel, even through their disobedience, still looking after them and seeing them through that and bringing them into the promised land. Verse 26, Nevertheless, they were disobedient and rebelled against thee and cast thy law behind their backs and slew thy prophets which testified against them to turn them to thee and they wrought great provocations. Therefore thou deliveredest them into the hand of their enemies. Now he's referring to when they were taken captive and taken to Babylon for that seventy years, who vexed them, and in the time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, thou heardest them from heaven, and according to thy manifold mercy, thou gavest them saviors, who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. But after they had rest, they did evil again before thee. Therefore leftest thou them in the hand of their enemies, so that they had the dominion over them, yet when they returned and cried unto thee, thou heardest them from heaven, and many times didst thou deliver them according to thy mercies, and testifiest against them that thou mightest bring them again unto thy law, yet they dealt proudly, and hearkened not unto thy commandments, but sinned against thy judgments. 
which if a man do, he shall live in them, and withdrew the shoulder, and hardened their neck, and would not hear. The rebellion, going against him, being blessed by the Lord, being given so much, and being given the judgments, the statutes, ordinances, commandments, and so forth, to be able to establish a peaceful, enjoyable, productive society, bringing honor and glory to the Lord, and then to turn against that. They get sort of fat and happy and then turn against the Lord. As it continues, Yet many years didst thou forbear them, and testifiest against them by thy spirit and thy prophets, yet would they not give ear. Therefore gavest thou them into the hand of the people of the lands. Nevertheless, for thy great mercy's sake thou didst not utterly consume them, nor forsake them, for thou art a gracious and merciful God. Now therefore, our God, the great, the mighty, and the terrible God, who keepest covenant and mercy, let not all the trouble seem little before thee that hath come upon us, or our kings, or our princes, or and our priests, and our and on our prophets, and on our fathers, and on all thy people since the time of the kings of Assyria unto this day. That's speaking specifically of the time that they were in Babylon. It Howbeit thou art just in all that is brought upon us, for thou hast done right, but we have done wickedly. Neither have our kings, our princes, our priests, nor our fathers kept thy law, nor hearkened unto thy commandments and thy testimonies, wherein thou didst testify against them. For they have not served thee in their kingdom, and in their great goodness that thou gavest them, and in the large and the fat land which thou gavest before them, neither turned they from their wicked works. Behold, we are servants this day, and for the land that thou gavest unto our fathers to eat the fruit thereof and the good thereof, behold, we are servants in it. And it yieldeth much increase unto the kings whom thou hast set over us because of our sins. Also they have dominion over our bodies and over our cattle at their pleasure, and we are in great distress. And because of all this we make a sure covenant and write it, and our princes, Levites, and priests seal unto it. So making a verbal proclamation that they want to return to the covenant and they sealed it. As you continue reading there in Nehemiah, you see a list of those that were part of that seal. Reestablishing Jerusalem as a nation once again, being funded by the Babylonians, which was awesome that the people that had them in captivity had come to understand the importance of abiding by the will of the Lord and gave them that opportunity to return back to Jerusalem. Of course, ultimately given to them by God and blessed them. And they went back to reestablish a civilized society, as I said, with the judgments of the Lord as the foundation. And that's what we need to understand needs to be implemented in any society is to go 
to the Lord and find the truth of how to establish proper judgment, to have peace and a enjoyable, productive society. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. It's so awesome, the opportunity to be able to study and see some of the evidences of the civilizations in the past that have been established and how they succeeded and how they fell and how when they stand on the foundation of your word and your judgments that they can have a joyful society and productive and bring honor to you and help us do that in this country and help us share that with others as well we truly thank you for all of it as we pray in jesus precious holy name amen thank you